Hey Cam. Yes, Alex. Do you have any do you have any odd quirks or like things that you you catch yourself repeating it all the time? Oh. I mean, I am kind of like a human soundbite machine. Um I am I am nothing if not consistent, so a lot yes, of people I'm sure. do like movie references and stuff. Like I, I have a hard time. Like I can't stop myself uh, from singing the song "What's New, Pussycat." Um, like anywhere I go, I walk in and I'll just start singing it. So I I went to a doctor and asked him about it. He said it sounded like Tom Jones syndrome. Um, I asked him how common it was. He said, "Well, it, it it's not unusual." Hey, you remember in the movie Mars Attacks how the aliens' heads exploded when they heard Tom Jones? <laughs> that's that's how I feel right now, thanks to that joke. Roll it! Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions! Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast, presented by Sports Drink. Here are your hosts, Cam Matthews and Alex Butler. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves Podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how you doing today? What? Shaking, begging. Oh, not too much. Not too much at all. We have had a uh, we've had a very fun week with the Atlanta Braves. But as you know, we'll get into that towards the end of the show. Uh, but there's been a lot of a uh, lot of neat news and notes from around baseball. What do you say we uh, we start the show off with some of that, Cam? Sure. All why, right. Well, why not? This is well, a this is a baseball podcast after all, right? Absolutely. And hey, hey, real, real, real quick, real quick on a on a on a personal note, Alex, because I know everybody is just clamoring to know how are you feeling. I'm feeling much better. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? You're welcome. You're welcome, buddy. I I'm I'm getting there, getting there. Still a little stuffy, but hey, you know, as comes with the changing of the seasons, like sand through the hourglass, days of our lives, that sort of thing. <laughs> I'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you had something there. Um, uh, well, that's that's the story of my life. I thought you had something there. <laughs> womp, womp. Um, so so we'll we'll kick off by throwing it back to a story that we talked about uh, last week or the week before. Uh, Houston Astros pitcher Framber Valdez has now set the Major League Baseball single season record with his 25th consecutive quality start. Uh, passing the 24, uh, the previous mark of 24 set by Jacob deGrom in 2018. Uh, pretty remarkable stuff and uh, really just unbelievable consistency that that we've never seen before. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's just remarkable con- consistency. You know, 25 consecutive quality starts. You know, 25 starts that you got six innings. Out of your, you know that that's that's impressive in and of itself. Without the factor of how many runs he allowed, just the fact that you got twenty five consecutive starts of six innings out of a guy—that's that's that's incredible. But then you factor in that in all of those twenty five starts, he allowed three or less runs. I 
yeah, that that is just that is a level of consistency that you do not see often at all. And, and not only has he set the single season record, he has tied for third longest all time streak, including those across multiple seasons. That's impressive. That is impressive. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, see if if you know in terms of quality start. Like I know the the ideal of a of keeping track of quality starts is a relatively new thing, all things considered. But have statisticians gone back and like backdated quality starts for pitchers before this was a thing? Um, I would imagine so. Like that, like that like seems, like like can we go back like and say relatively- how many easy thing to go back and look through box scores and just be able to do without much in the way of calculating now like now if you were talking about going and getting like weighted runs created plus from from a batter (laughs) in the 1940s that might be a little sure okay that's fair that's fair but yeah staying in the american league um news of the new york yankees demise may have been a bit overblown. Aaron Judge is it well it may have been it may have been a okay. bit overblown. Yeah. No go ahead. They, no no no. I mean they 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 still hit the runway pretty hard after the all-star break and after the trade deadline. Oh, I mean absolutely they, absolutely they, they, but, yeah. But the plane I mean, didn't did, break did up on expect, Yeah yeah but I mean they're like did anyone genuinely expect them to like finish the season with a losing record or something like that. Now that, that would be it. That would have been something. Uh, but no, I mean, this is a team that you would of course expect to rebound and, and it looks like they're, they're going to be doing that. They just got Anthony Rizzo back today and he hit a home run in his first game back. That's a huge piece of their order that helped in that early season success. And Aaron judge is, is just on another level than every other baseball player on earth right now. It's, it's, it's really crazy. And, and to think as good as his season's been going, he may have had his best game of, of the year today on Sunday. He he had two home runs, a single and a double, and drove in four. Yeah, so, you know, he is he's in a contract year. We know that he's turned down a, at least one offer, if not maybe two, from the Yankees. And so often in the past, we've seen guys bet on themselves during contract years, and it just it never seems to work out, right? This season is the complete opposite of that notion for Aaron Judge because I swear with every passing game that his value just rises. Oh yeah. Well him and him and Dansby Swanson, they're the they're they're gonna be the new the new poster kids for contract years. Yeah, you know, home runs number fifty eight and fifty nine get hit today. So he's Two home runs away from tying the Yankees franchise record. So three away from breaking the record with 14 games left. Which, which honestly, by the time you're listening to this episode, it could have happened. If Aaron Judge plays five more minutes of baseball, he could hit three home runs. it's, It's just a remarkable pace he's on. I'm not exactly sure how many games they have this coming week, but heck, by this time next week for next episode... He could he could have broken the record. Hell, I by mean, this he, time by this time next week, we could be talking about him trying to chase down Barry Bonds. Yeah, I you know if he if he continues on the tear that he's on right now, the past few days, I, 
it it is I, I saw something the other day that you know he's what over he's 30 home runs ahead of the second place home run hitter this season it's it's wild there's, yeah. there's no one in his stratosphere the the last time that the home run leader was 30 run 30 home runs ahead of the person in second place was like in the 1920s by some guy named Babe Ruth <laughs> just just think about that for a second and another record he managed to set in the process as i mentioned he hit two home runs today that was his 11th multi home run game of the season most all time well, some might actually tell you, Alex, so that's a horrible stat and not actually a good thing to celebrate. <laughs> because if he were to spread those home runs out across other games, <laughs> I almost threw my phone across the room when I saw that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yankees fans, like fans in general, uh, will will find a way to cast shade over good news just, just as as well as anybody possibly can. Yeah, yeah, that is like, that is galaxy brain level 9,000 right there. <laughs> I think like, the, guy, the guy Cam's referring to, he saw on Twitter and, and he he said something to the effect of, you know, if if you had spread those 11 extra home runs out into other games, that would have been better. And I'm not happy to hear about 11 multi-home run games. Like, that's... That is so not how baseball works at all, like, man. No, no. <laughs> can, can, can we can we talk about another thing that, as I get older, I realize that it falls under the the heading of that's not how baseball works. But we're all guilty of doing it. All right, so so let me let me build up an example for you. Right, let's say. The Braves are losing in the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, we're down by two runs, and Dansby gets squeezed on a bad call at the plate on a 3-2 count. And so instead of getting a walk, which he should have gotten, he gets struck out looking. And then Austin Riley comes up the next at-bat and hits a home run, and now we're down one run. And so it's always our natural instinct to go, oh, well, we would have been tied in this instance. When, in reality, if Dansby walks in that scenario, then the approach to Riley probably changes significantly. And that's not the exact outcome that's going to... You know what I mean? Like It's kind of like a butterfly effect thing of like, once that that situation changes ever so slightly... It is not going to be the same outcome, but we're all guilty of saying that and 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 doing that constantly, right? Absolutely. Every, I think every baseball fan's done it. Well, it, it, sports in general, you know, you you do the thing of well, if such and such had actually worked out there, then it, with the same result as it happened, it would have been better, you know it goes under the category again of that's not how it actually works, but it's an easy cop out for us to go with. And like I said, we're all guilty of doing it. Absolutely. So that, well, so that's well, a, that, that's, that's Cam's thesis for the week. <laughs> well, we'll wrap up this opening segment on a piece of good news. Uh, folks, keep your eyes peeled next week when the Braves visit the nationals, because the Braves 
will be going to the White House to celebrate the 2021 World Series championship. It was just announced today on Sunday uh, that the president will host the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Looks like September 26th is the date, so keep your eyes peeled for for that. Did, uh, Did we confirm if any of the Braves went to Disney World? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. Do they do those commercials with baseball? You know, I'm not sure. I don't. Or is I, or is it just football now? I I swear there was a a Freddie Freeman, Freddie and Charlie Freeman, uh, Disney World commercial. Or maybe conspiracy theory here. Look out, Alex Jones! I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. Maybe he said we're going to Disneyland, which oh, is in he Anaheim. He was telling us all is, along. Oh God! And we'll 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 hear how this conspiracy theory affected the Braves on the field in a later segment. But before we get, to oh that, Jesus Christ! I'm not before, doing. I'm not. I I'm not having that kind of conversation about it. Oh yes, we are. But no, no, have, I'm not doing it. I've seen too many goobers have this conversation, and I am done. I am over it. Done. But bef- but before we have this exact conversation. Cam, what do you say we look at some cool moments from this week in baseball history? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. All right. We are going to jump into this week in baseball history. As always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com. And the week we're going to be looking at is September 19th through the 25th. Our first fact comes to us from September 19th, 2002. In his major league debut, Twins rookie Mike Ryan strokes two singles, scores two runs, and drives in two runs in the nine-run first inning against the Tigers. Unfortunately, the game is rained out in the second inning, meaning none of the none of the statistics will be official. Absolutely ridiculous. That it's <laughs> I mean, you get you get some cool stuff from it every now and then, but that's just just terrible. Yeah, the rainout rule uh, is certainly is quirky, to say the least. As you said, you know, you get some cool things like Juan Soto having statistics in a game that officially started before he debuted in the league. But yeah, poor, poor Mike Ryan, Ms., Mr. and Mrs. Ryan's baby boy. His stats did not count. And and you know they were in the stands like they have video of of plays of baseball that never actually happened. Yeah, see, now part of me kind of hopes that, like, if I Google Mike Ryan, his dad has started a website out there somewhere of, like, mysonwasscrewed.com or something like that. <laughs> and he just posts, like, weekly podcasts about, like, welcome back to the My Son Was Screwed podcast. Mike Ryan, two for two, didn't count. What the fuck? Like, you know, you're not going <laughs> to. You might, you might want to censor that one. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, okay, our next fact comes to us from September 21st, 1952. In front of the season's second largest crowd, with many of the 8,822 fans rooting for the Dodgers, the Braves play their final home game in Boston. Brooklyn catcher Roy Campanella hits the last home run at Braves Field in an 8-2 victory over the Milwaukee-bound club. Neat. So I bring this up to remind you that 
to this point, the Braves have still played in Boston longer than any uh, any of the other two cities they've played in. <laughs> Isn't that weird to think about? What like what year do we need to get to before that's no longer the case? Do some math for me, real quick. Ooh, so they were in Boston like roughly seventy. Hang on. <laughs> this is tremendous podcasting as I pull up Braves Wikipedia so I can look at their city. I love making Cad Cam mad at me by putting him on the spot. Okay, that is seventy-one years. So sixty-six. That'll be sixty. It'll be nine. It'll be twenty thirty-seven. 2037. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we still got 15 more years, if my math is correct. We'll get we'll get there, guys. We'll get yeah. there. I don't know. At no. my age, I might be long gone by then, so I don't know. No, wait. <laughs> no, 2027. Oh, okay. I don't know. So something we're in right the, up on it. Something in the near Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Nah. If my math is right. Somebody is screaming at their phone right now listening <laughs> to this. I mean, like <laughs> Like somebody is driving down the freeway in Atlanta, like absolutely losing their mind over me not knowing math. Okay. <laughs> Our next fact comes to us from September 23rd, 1957. The Braves clinched the National League pennant, defeating the Cardinals 4-2 to thanks to Hank Aaron's 11th inning home run. Milwaukee's accomplishment marks the first time since 1950 that a New York team hasn't finished first in the National League. So there you go. Yeah, so five years later, we are in Milwaukee after the big move. Of course, we go on to win that World Series, and I did not realize this, and I kind of want to check it out now, but there is a book about the 1957 uh, Braves and their World Series win. It is called Bushville Wins. The Wild Saga of the 1957 Milwaukee Braves and the Screwballs, Sluggers, and Beer Swiggers who canned the New York Yankees and changed baseball. Huh. Okay, that, that might the... be worth checking out. What's it called? It... <laughs> <laughs> I am not reading that again. Uh, Damn, what's, look... uh, what's an Amazon link so I can go buy that? We will post the Amazon link. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon.com slash GP slash pro. <laughs> okay. Um, Cam, can can you tell me a little bit about the author's childhood? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the product description of said book, and the reason it might be an interesting read, the rip-roaring story of baseball's most unlikely champions, featuring new interviews with Henry Aaron, Bob Euchre, and other members of the Milwaukee Braves, Bushville Wins takes you to a time and place baseball in the heartland will never forget. In the early 1950s, the New York Yankees were the biggest bullies on the block. They were invincible. They led the New York City baseball dynasty, which for eight consecutive years held an iron grip on the World Series championship. Then the Boston Braves moved moved to Milwaukee in 1953, becoming surprise revolutionaries. Led by visionary owner Lou Perini, the Braves formed a powerful relationship with Miller, Brewing, and foreshadowed the Dodgers and Giants moving west, sparking continental expansion and the ballpark boom. But the rest of the country wasn't sold. Why would a major league team move to a minor league town? In big cities like New York, 
Milwaukee was thought to be a podunk train station stop off where the fans were always drunk and wouldn't show wouldn't know a baseball from a beer. They called Milwaukee <laughs> Bushville. I love it. So yeah, I, w- I, I want to read that book. I genuinely want to read this book now too. So yes, we will. Uh, don't let me forget, but we will post the link. I will post the link to this uh, on Amazon on our Twitter account this week, so you can check it out. But you can't find it on Amazon. Just search for Bushville Wins. So there you go, and it is available paperback, hardback, and on Kindle for those of you who do digital reading. There you go. All righty. Our final fact comes to us from September 25th, 1997. Say, Alex, what were you doing in 1997? What was I doing in 1997? I was was living in the greater Chicago area, uh, mostly watching Bulls basketball. Okay, okay. What, uh, did your parents, like, watch watch sitcoms or primetime television during that time? Like, did they have a show or two that they had to watch every week? Um, I'm, I'm certain they did. The, the show's not, not coming to mind immediately. Okay. Well, I, one show that I remember my parents watching during that time when I was just a wee lad was the hit NBC, NBC show ER. So our next fact occurs on September 25th, 1997. NBC TV show ER airs live and uses the Cubs telecast in the background in various scenes to authenticate the telecast claim of not being pre-recorded. The medical drama cuts to the game just as Brad Osmus hits a three-run homer, much to the Astro catcher's delight, who is taping his favorite program to watch later, not knowing he would be part of the cast. I remember that. Oh, that's crazy. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, I okay. remember the story. Like the it was uh the episode was filmed live or something, wasn't it? That yes, that is the fact that I just read, Alex. Yeah. So, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> can you can you hear me? Is it is it is this thing on? What is happening? I I I zone out from time to time. Um, but yeah, that's tell. it's just I'm doing a segment, that, asshole. Like, I was, I'm trying to get back into it. Okay, okay, come on, come on back. Come on, we're almost there. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Damn you, Matthews. Anyway, was that our final fact? That was our final fact. There's nowhere we can go from here. Let's, Let's take a look at the past week for the Braves and see what's ahead. Let's do it. All right, guys. When we last spoke, we had just completed the first game of a series against the San Francisco Giants in San Francisco. Uh, Well, the second game of that series went much better. Kyle Wright was on the hill, went five and a third, allowing three hits, one earned run, did walk three, but struck out four. Uh, All around a good effort from him. Jacob Junis, on the other hand, for the Giants, went five innings, allowing seven hits, four earned runs, only walked one and struck out five. Uh, The Giants got on the board first with a Jock Peterson RBI in the first inning, uh, and it was all Braves from there. 
Uh, it was tied up in the second, and by the time the third inning came around, the Braves got the lead and never gave it up. Braves win 5-1. to one. Kenley Jansen comes in, does allow a hit, but gets an otherwise clean save. This, uh, yeah, this is one of those games where coming into it, you know, Kyle, didn't he take an extra day off? Yes. Wasn't that, wasn't that the, because like general soreness. And so when you see him give up a run in the first inning, it was kind of one of those, uh oh, like, is he okay? What's yeah. happening? And then maybe, maybe eh. the, the extra day messed with his rhythm or something. Right. But nope, nope. He, he was, he was good to go. Braves get the win. Love it. So we come back for the final game of the of the series on Wednesday. Uh, it is an early start time. I believe it was 4 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we had Charlie Morton on the hill against Carlos Rodon. Charlie hey, Morton. there you go. Aren't you proud of me? Um, I, I, am, I am a proud papa, yes. <laughs> Charlie Morton goes five and a third, allowing four hits, four earned runs, walked two and struck out seven. Carlos Rodon goes five innings, allowing two hits, no earned runs, walks one, and strikes out eight. So, unfortunately, Charlie wasn't able to match Carlos in this outing. Uh, the Braves' offense really didn't help much either. We got a uh, an RBI single from Robbie Grossman, and that was the entire extent of the Braves' offense for the day. Uh, San Francisco wins four to one, and uh, and and the Braves lose back to back series, which is. Uh, kind of an oddity this season it, it it was and you know there there's two ways to look at it too you lose a couple of series and it's like well at least the Mets played really bad baseball during this time also so we didn't lose any ground but then on the other hand you look at it and say the Mets played really bad baseball during this same stretch but we did too so we did not gain any ground that's true, but we also had a much more difficult schedule. So I'm, I'm as long as we're keeping pace, I'm not worried about it. Because as we keep saying every single episode, this this division's going to come down to the the Braves Mets series in Atlanta next weekend. Hey, remember remember when we were being told that like the teams we were beating were just bad teams, and that's how we were padding our record and that sort of thing. How the how playing uh, Miami and Chicago work out? I anyway. believe I believe the Mets have won 14 in a row this month. Is that correct, Cam? Ooh, no, no, not even close. It's almost like doing that is actually a hard thing to do, Alex. Oh, weird. Huh. But that makes everyone that was chirping about the Braves winning streak look stupid. Well, they did choose to be Mets fans. That's, okay, that's that fair. okay, that might have actually been that actually that might have been mean. That was not intended towards Joe, who I know is listening to this show and is our resident <laughs> Mets fan. <laughs> you don't count Joe, you are the outlier. See, I see I know you're gonna happen, make him I'll delete his tweet. account for like the fifteenth time. Yeah, I'll or either that or I'll end up getting a mean tweet and then I'll feel really bad and I don't mean it. <laughs> Joe, please hey. make him please make him feel bad. Go Huskies. Oh, okay. Well, you want him back. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we get back home on Friday for a three-game set against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, we had Max Freed taking the hill for game one of that series going up against Ranger Suarez, a pitcher who 
it seems like always gives the Braves fits. I never like seeing Ranger Suarez uh, being the, the pitcher we have to face. He goes six innings, allowing two hits, one earned run. We managed to draw three walks off of him, and he strikes out four. Meanwhile, Max Fried has a, a fairly similar line. Six innings, four hits, two earned runs, walked three, and struck out four. Uh, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, the uh, the Braves were able to muster up some offense. Uh, as we all know, the Braves relied very, very heavily on the home run, and that had kind of abandoned them in the uh, in the uh, Seattle and San Francisco series. Uh, so we get into the game on Friday. Kyle Schwarber gets the scoring started for the Phillies, puts the Phillies up one nothing with a solo home run off Max Fried in the fourth inning before William Contreras comes back in the bottom of the inning and uh, and ties it with a solo home run of his own. In the fifth, the, Phil- the Phillies' Gene Segura homers to left center, making it 2-1, to one, making it the second consecutive game where Max Fried has allowed multiple home runs concerning um but just ever so slightly yes uh the the braves luckily weren't done ronald acuna hits a big home run in the eighth getting that monkey off his back with the slump that he'd been in putting the braves up three to two uh and it was it was all rbis from there Contreras rbis uh harris rbis Ozzy Albies returning to the team, getting a uh, an RBI there in the eighth inning. Braves win seven to two in Ozzy Albies' return. So, fun story about this game. You know, of course, it was Friday night, so I was on the call at a high school football game, and you know, sometimes cell reception inside a radio booth isn't great. Um, so every now and then I would see messages from the group chat pop up and I could kind of follow where the game was going. And I got the feeling that it was not going well because I saw somebody in the group chat say something about our offense is dookie or something along those lines. Right. (laughs) And, and then that same person, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes later replies with an all caps, Ronnie. And I'm like, okay, things have gone well, apparently. And so it was at this point that I figured maybe we'd taken the lead or tied it. And then I knew it was in the bottom of the eighth inning. And then I kept waiting and waiting to see the final score notification pop up. And I kept waiting and it wasn't coming. And I got concerned because I remembered Kenley hadn't worked in a couple of games. And I was very concerned that the top of the ninth had gone wrong but no, it was just that we tacked on more runs in the bottom of the eighth, and that's why the game took longer. Anyway, and Kenley never never had to come in. It's a win for everybody, except for the Phillies, who I'm glad lost and are continuing to lose and hopefully lose their loose grip they have currently on the third wildcard spot because I need them to miss the postseason and for Seattle to make the postseason. So once again, the Phillies will have the longest playoff drought in baseball. And what do we always say about the Phillies, Cam? Fuck them! Anyway. And you can get that on a t-shirt at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast. But anyway, we come back on Saturday for the second game of the Phillies series with Jake Odorizzi on the hill against Aaron Nola. Uh, Needed a good start out of Odorizzi, and we had one of his better ones of the season. He goes four and two-thirds, allowing two hits, one earned run, only walks one, and strikes out five. Uh, really a, a great effort from Odorizzi, who had gotten some extended rest 
lately. So uh, hopefully that has served him well, and we are going to get the very best out of him for the remainder of the season. Uh, Aaron Nola, meanwhile, <laughs> <And> this goes... <laughs> is this is a game that we talked so much crap about last week. <laughs> it really is. Like we, I mean... we insinuated that you should just go outside and do something else. <laughs> Yeah, that might have been a mistake, but uh, Aaron Nola goes seven innings, allowing seven hits, four earned runs, walked two two and strikes out eight, all on 99 pitches. So even though he allowed some runs, all in all, a pretty good outing for Nola. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., after after homering in the eighth inning of the Friday night game, comes back in the third inning of the Saturday game and hits a two-run homer to right field, 427 feet, putting the Braves up two to nothing. Uh, and then Ronald Acuna Jr. comes back in the fourth and has a two-run double, single-handedly putting the Braves up four to nothing, which was enough to win the game. The Braves win four to three. Kenley Jansen comes in and gets a clean save. Cam, it is all sunshine and rainbows for the Braves, right? what wait what what happened i don't know i feel like something bad happened i just can't quite put my finger on it so our second baseman ozzy albies no more than 30 hours after coming back from uh, a broken foot breaks his finger Sliding into second base. Story has come out. He will not need surgery, but he will be in a cast for three weeks, at which point he will be evaluated to see if he is uh, an option for hopefully a postseason roster. (sighs) Man, this sucks. I mean, yeah, this this, this really genuinely just sucks. Um, and it's it's two stupid little injuries too, like two injuries that are not a result of 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 his physical conditioning or anything like that. Uh, just just two freak injuries. Uh, well, the first one yeah. especially, like the the first one, I still just don't fully understand. I I don't get that one either. The, and, then, the and then the second was just one... a swing. Yeah, and then the, the the second injury is just more or less like hustling and and playing hard and then oops like it, it's not even something that you can be if if you're Aussie you can't be angry at yourself because you didn't do anything wrong there I, I don't know uh, yeah it's it, it, it just it stinks it, you know sure we've gotten along just you know just fine with replacements but you can't count on that production continuing but more you know more than anything it's things for Ozzy man what he's had to go through this year to be able to come back from the foot injury to just have this happen in your second game back uh, a foot injury that that the recovery for took every bit if not longer than than the high end of the recovery time that was expected yeah he got hurt in what late may early june yeah, yeah, something like that. He, I think he missed eighty-one games, like exactly half the season. My lord, came back. That's, for, that's came nuts. back for two, and he's gone again. 
Yeah, so now, I mean, now that means he's he's he will have missed the majority of the season by the time that this injury is healed up. And, and I mean, eh, like you, you already called up Von Grissom, so you have you have your plan B ready to go. But you may have noticed uh, a, a certain first baseman whose name was absent from all of the uh the 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 games we've been talking about for for the last several weeks actually um cam we got to talk about matt olson i don't want to talk about matt olson but we got to talk about matt olson he'll be fine i hope so um but i guess the question is when because at the moment matt olson is riding a four for 61 streak let me repeat that. Matt Olson is four for his last 61. Cam, what's the batting yeah. average on that? Okay, we've already we've already <laughs> certified that. I, I'm not good with math, all right? Our, our, the, the resident chatting average mathematician, Cam Matthews, will be back to you with that shortly. Yeah, let me... If if you hear like smoke I was blowing just into kidding, the microphone, you don't actually have to do the math on that. Four divided by sixty-one. That is point zero six five five. Dude's rocking a sixty-five ERA for like his last month of base or ERA. Uh, a six that would be batting good. average. A sixty-five. Yeah, that that would be very good. Yeah, <laughs> but no, in terms of batting average. Not very good. He'll be I, fine. I, I, you know, I, I think it, it it's so late in the season. Um, I think part of it may just be fatigue. And then part of it, you know, they talk about the grind of baseball that beyond physically, it, it's a mental game as well. And so I think, you know, this late in the season, you've, you know, you've played almost 150 games at this point. You it's probably creeping in of like, crap, I'm I'm cooling off at the wrong time. Crap, I just struck out again. Crap, I didn't get a hit today. Crap, I haven't gotten a hit all series. Like, and so it, it does make you almost wonder if maybe a day off might do some wonders. You know, just well, give and, the guy yeah, just give and, the guy a breather. We were we were spitballing how that would work, uh, and and it. it it's actually pretty easy to forget. In fact, I think Cam and I both forgot. Uh, Orlando Arcia is still on the 25-man roster. So if we do get to a point where where we feel like we can afford to give Matt Olson a, a day off from first base, we, we can shift Austin Riley over to first and not have to start the guy who, who we called up uh, when Ozzy went down, uh, whose name is Rylan uh, Ryland Bannon. And if you don't have a Ryland Bannon scouting report in front of us, in front of you, uh, that's fine. Cause neither do we. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that name pop up today and I was like, you're making that up. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a real person. It is. No, it is not. Ry, Ryland Bannon is pulled out of a hat for sure. All right. Shout well, out, shout out to Mr. And Mrs. Bannon. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i'm sure you raised a fine son and i hope you're not listening to this podcast <laughs> mr and mrs rylan bannon 
uh, huge listeners of the Chatting Average podcast. Okay, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many how many how many players do you think from top to bottom are in the Braves organization? Ooh, top to bottom, um, three hundred, four hundred. No, not that many. I was gonna say like a hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred at the high end. Okay, let's say let's say because we got what five teams in the organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets that. everyone gets a twenty five man roster, right? Yeah, that's a little over two hundred. Okay, so let's it's say no, it's one hundred and twenty five. Okay, one hundred and twenty five. So let's say out of those one hundred, and again, I'm I, I don't do math. <laughs> God, this is this has been a banner episode. Um, let's say out of those one hundred and twenty five players, do you think that there is at least one parent? of a Braves player in some capacity that listens to us? Um, I know of one. Uh, oh, yeah, know, that's right. I know for a fact that Tucker Davidson's mom listened to the episode <laughs> that he was on after the Braves won the World Series. I hope she's still listening. Hi, Me Mrs. Too. Davidson. Ho- if you're hope out you're there, doing well. Hi, Mrs. Davidson. I hope Tucker's doing well out west. We miss him. We We, we do. Uh, one day when I visit, uh, Los Angeles, Angels Field of Anaheim, California, um, I, I will be sure to go say hi to him. There you go. All right. So we have one more game to cover. That was the Sunday game. We had an early start against the Phillies for the third game of the series. Uh, we had Spencer Strider on the hill for the Braves going up against Bailey Falter for the Phillies. Uh, Spencer Strider had a Spencer Strider game. He goes six innings, allowing one hit, one earned run, did walk three, but struck out 10. And with his eighth strikeout of the game today, surpassed 200 strikeouts for the season. 200 strikeouts for the season, and did so, in doing so, I'm sorry, broke the record of Randy Johnson for fewest innings needed to reach 200 strikeouts. This guy is a That's rookie. insane. He is a rookie, and he is That's insane. Randy Johnson strikeout records. Insane. I, I have wanted a guy like this on the Braves for so long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we've you talked know, about we... this before. The last, the, the only guy we could come up with that was a true strikeout artist for the, for the Braves was John Smoltz back in the 90s, and, and Aside from that, like we have tons and tons of great pitchers, uh, but nobody that sat them down as consistently as Strider's been doing this year. Right. I mean, you know, we we were already we had our we had our finesse guy. You know, we had our accuracy guy. We had our our gritty guy. You know that sort. Of, but we didn't have that power pitcher. Like we didn't have that dude that is like when you look at who's throwing tomorrow, you're like crap. Like better slides to the back of the batter's box on this guy. Like we didn't have that dude. Now we do. Who just who is just casually pumping 98, 99, 100 like it's nothing. Yeah. Um and and striking like out, out everybody the and their mama. Throwing 98, 99 and he he's literally getting warmed up. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just it, it, insane. I mean, it, the the fact that you, you break a record like that and the guy who you know the guy that you beat out for the record is randy johnson that's pretty pretty dang neat 
we will take it. But uh, aside, aside from Spencer Strider, today, Sunday, was Robbie Grossman Day in the A. Robbie Grossman goes two for four with two RBI and a big home run late to give the Braves the win. Braves win five to two on the back of home runs from Robbie Grossman, like I just mentioned, in the seventh inning. William Contreras hit a solo home run in the sixth. Marcelo Zuna had an RBI double in the eighth. So looks like the bats have woken up a little bit. The Braves complete the sweep against the Phillies. Well, not only that, AJ Minter looked good today. Jesse Chavez, you know, other than other than one bad pitch to Real Muto, which you know didn't really matter. Um, Jesse Chavez continues to do Jesse Chavez things when he's on the Braves. When only when he's on the Braves. Only uh, when he's on the Braves, he puts another uniform on and he turns into me. <laughs> but he, he but he puts the Braves uniform on, and that dude is just out of this world. One other thing I liked from the Sunday game was uh, was Tyler Matzik's outing. Uh, he pitched the seventh for the Braves on Sunday, and and it was it was admittedly a little bit hairy. He allowed a hit and a walk early, but fought his way out of it, striking out two and getting out of the inning completely unscathed. So uh, a great outing from Matzik. Love to see the uh, the way he was able to fight out of a little bit of trouble that he'd gotten himself into. Yeah, and you know, not every relief pitcher that you know comes out of the pen is going to have a one, two, three inning. Working around guys, whether it's someone you inherit or something you create, that's just part of being a good bullpen piece. And you know, obviously, you want to avoid that situation, but you got to be able to work out of it too. Absolutely. Well, we uh, we are staying in the division, as we said, for the rest of the season. Starting on Monday, we are uh, we are staying at home for a three game set against the Washington Nationals. Monday's game will be a 720 start time with Kyle Wright on the mound up against Corey Abbott for the Washington Nationals. Tuesday will also be a 720 start time featuring Charlie Morton versus Patrick Corbin. On Wednesday, we have a 12:20 start with Getaway Day, and Max Fried will be on the hill up against Josiah Gray. On Thursday, we're going to be on Big Fox at 7:15, visiting the Philadelphia Phillies for our final four games of the season against them. First game, will, uh, like I said, on Big Fox is going to be Jake Odorizzi against Ranger Suarez. Friday is a 7:05 start with Spencer Strider up against Aaron Nola. Saturday is a 4.05 start with Kyle Wright and Bailey Falter. And Sunday will be a 1.05 start time with Charlie Morton on the hill against Kyle Gibson. So we've got seven division games, no days off coming up. We are in the stretch, guys. We got to take a lot of these games coming down the stretch. We, uh, we've got seven against the Phillies and Nationals. I need to see minimum five, hopefully six wins. Cam, what do you think? Yeah, you've got to, uh, because the Mets uh, head to Milwaukee tomorrow for a series against the Brew Crew. And then, let's see, who do they have next weekend? Next weekend, they... They will be in Oakland, visiting the A's. Oh, gross. Okay, well, yeah, we're going to have to have a really good week and hope that they stumble at least a couple of times. Yeah, and and you know we're not getting many favors. The uh, the the we we do get to see Max Scherzer against Corbin Burns on Monday. That's going to be a, a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, but aside from that, I'm not seeing many pitchers on the list that uh, have been announced that that the Mets 
have to worry about all that much. I mean, they're they're playing against Miami a couple of games and they don't have to see Alcantara. They're playing against Oakland and only have to see Irvin Waldachuk and Sears. Um, we we just need to hope that uh, the the Mets figure out a way to lose one or two of those uh, to help make this this series in Atlanta a little bit more interesting. Yeah, you certainly hope so. You know, but I think too when you look at it, if if you happen to drop a game this week, you know, and you go to two games back, it's not the end of the world. Right, right, and, and because as we've seen, the 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 Mets are perfectly capable of losing to literally anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I've said it, I've said it, you know, a lot. You just you got to keep winning, and you hope that it comes out in the wash. If you, if you keep winning, and as long as you keep it close, then yeah, it, it comes down to that series in Atlanta. And you know, we'll be here to talk about it for you, and that show will be brought to you. By Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. This rising tide is lifting all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like Sports Drink, just without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We only got a month of baseball left, and we're trying not to let the funk out, Cam. Hey, real quick note before we go, just another reminder for those of you who have been listening to Chatting Yardage, it will be jumping onto its own separate podcast feed this week. So it's not going to pop up in the Chatting Average feed this week. Be sure to look out for Chatting Yardage. Search for it. Uh, maybe in the next day or so, I'll go ahead and get the first three episodes backlogged. So that way you can have it ready to go for a brand new episode Thursday morning. And Hey, do us a favor, follow chatting yardage on whatever your preferred podcast platform is smash that subscribe button and leave us a comment so we can get the podcast out there, uh, to a few more people. Yeah, it is a, it is a labor of love and I am loving it so far. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Chatting Average podcast for Mr. Cam Matthews. My name's Alex. We'll see you all next week for another brand new episode. Bye. This has been the Chatting Average podcast brought to you by Sports Drink. Be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast. And please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see you next week for another brand new episode. 